Welcome back in to the Outside Smashville podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, last time I had Allie Lacombe on. Great episode and congratulations to the Junior Preds U19 girls for making it to the national championships once again. Speaking of Nashville girls hockey, I have an alum here on Outside Smashville episode 12. Uh, she also now currently plays Division Three college hockey at King's College for the Monarchs. Emma Knoll joins me. Emma, thanks for coming on. For sure. Thanks for having me on. So, Emma, I know Justin did an interview with you here on Penalty Box Radio back over the summer and got to know you a little bit better. But you and I have been friends for a while. We actually played against each other in G Nash and played on the same spring league team a couple years ago. But tell the people who don't know you, how did you get into hockey here growing up in the Nashville area? Oh my gosh, that is a crazy story. So, you know, everyone thinks, I I used to live in Wisconsin when I was younger, so everyone kind of thinks, oh, you you just started picking it up from there. But I think the first time I really hit the ice was, like seriously hit the ice, was in Nashville. Um, I just started, my sister, back when a game was a thing, um, my sister played volleyball there. So I was like, okay, I don't really want to watch her. Um, So I would just skate and do like, you know, public and free skate over on, um, you know, over at a game. And I just kind of taught myself at ice skate um, for about a year or two. I did that. And then one of my friend, Elizabeth Barron, her dad, Kelby Barron, came over and was trying to talk to me. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, what the heck? And he actually sent over his daughter and was like, hey, like my dad um, coaches travel um, for girls in the area. And we would love for you to play. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, right over my parents. Like, I got scouted. It's kind of funny. Um, but no, ever since that day, I just was like, I really want to take it seriously. So I started, um, I was a 12 year old and a six year old, like learn to play. It was kind of, kind of funny, but at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I, I'm here to get better and I want to get better. And so, yeah, it's kind of how I started. And so you grew up here playing and of course, girls hockey at the time was not as big as it's grown to now. You were kind of in the, I would say the group that started to grow the girls hockey here in Nashville. And you also played in G Nash uh, with station camp and also Hendersonville as well when that combo came around. So the Nashville girls hockey program, talk about those years playing with both of those teams and how much fun you had growing your game and playing against some different competition over time. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, in the beginning, um, we were trying to just find like a team and trying to find ice. I know that we played like for a team out in Owensboro at one time. We did have a women's flyers team that kind of folded. And then um, we were really thankful that we had Kelly Singletary and then um, Allie Lacombe come on. And we really built up Nashville girls hockey. I think that's really when, you know, the girls program started taking off. Um, And then, you know, luckily now we have the Preds sponsorship. So now it's National Junior Predators, but I think, you know, those years were just so memorable to me because I had like a goal in mind. Like I was okay. Like I want to play college hockey. And I knew that, you know, my coaches could help me out. I remember when it was like, I had, I had school started at like 815 every morning. I would go out to Fort Ice Center three times a week. And then I'd skate for an hour and then have coffee with Allie. And I would just have spreadsheets on spreadsheets of um, different ACHA and different NCAA teams and coaches and who I've contacted. I know, it was like a wild ride, just, you know, going to tournaments, having coaches look at me. Um, and that was like a thrill, like going to visit Kings, going to visit Stevenson, going to visit Oswego, just like different schools. And then, um, you know, always coming back and playing with the boys. I think, you know, playing for GNASH really helped like my skill set and my confidence level um, 100%. You know, it's it's hard when you're like one of the only girls out there. But I think that's really what shapes me to the player I am today. 
And you look at the girls who have followed in your footsteps, to say the least, more girls starting to play in G Nash, which is great to see. So you talked about touring schools and you had quite a few decisions, it sounds like. But what led you to go play at King's College up in Pennsylvania? Oh, definitely. I think, um, you know, going into senior year, um, you know, even into the summer before my <laughs> my freshman year, I had about I had three NCAA offers. I um, had Stevenson University, I had New England College, and then I had Kings. But I think when I went to go visit Kings, it was over homecoming weekend. So I just felt like at home. Um, definitely the girls were just so inviting, so sweet. And I just felt like, okay, like this is a family, right? And then also, you know, being religious myself, going to a, you know, prominently Catholic school, I think that was really important for me as well. Um, you know, growing up, I, I went to Catholic school, like my kindergarten when I lived out in Maryland. But um, you know, I always told my family, I was like, you know, if I can't go to like a high school like that, I would love to go to a college like that and get involved in campus ministry. And that's exactly what I've done. So I think, you know, having that faith base and also having that, that family aspect of the team, it just, you know, it was like a no brainer. And you, for some people who don't know, you're technically a dual sport athlete up there. You play hockey and you play yeah. golf, which is pretty exciting to see. So how has that been getting to play two of your favorite sports at such a cool college like Kings for you? Oh my gosh. It's actually been like a dream. Like that's what I, you know, my dad went to Michigan, my parents, you know, for grad. And then both my parents went to um, a smaller school, but still like, you know, um, the Richmond Marine Academy, they were, you know, just used to those like bigger school atmospheres. And I thought that's the route I wanted to take. But when I visited Kings, I was like, okay, like I can be a big fish in a little pond. And I really like, you know, made a name for myself. So um, being able to play both sports, it's honestly been a dream. I think it's been so cool to like, um, not only play a sport that's outside, but also inside. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's always been like a big thing. I played softball for 10 years. So being able to still, you know, pursue, um, you know, another sport like golf, I think that's been um, an absolute dream for me. So. And talk a little bit about it. Cause you obviously went through your freshman year and have played a season up there at Kings. And unfortunately with everything going on this year had been canceled, but talk about that first year. Cause I know freshman year, you're getting your feet in the ground, getting set with the team, getting to know the players better. Talk about the competition at the NCAA D3 level for the women's game. Cause you know, not a lot of people have heard of Kings college or some of these schools, but you've experienced it being a player there. Yeah, definitely. You know, especially from like girls, like travel, like when we played double a U19 and when we played G Nash, it's definitely a step up. Um, the game is a little more skilled, a little more faster. Um, even some of these like schools, like Oswego and stuff, a lot of the girls that, you know, we're so close to making D1 play on those teams. We have a couple girls that we're going to make D1 or on our team. You know, you could just definitely see that level up. And it's been a thrill playing. Um, it's been challenging. It's been hard, but it's been so rewarding. And it's made me a better player. So we talked about it again. Emma Noll here with me on the Outside Smashville podcast. You had some influential coaches here in Nashville. You talked about Allie Lacombe, Kaylee Singletary. I think about Delaney Collins, who's joined the teams now. You also got involved in coaching with the Predators a little bit and helping the youth grow in this area. And talk about how much coaches like that have meant to you as a player and your development over time. Oh, 100%. I think, you know, seeing that, you know, Callie, she played, you know, golf and, and hockey for a D3 school at Bethel. And, you know, knowing that, you know, Allie played hockey in college and that she went pro and played overseas. I think, you know, seeing women pave those ways for you, it helps you know, okay, I can do that too. Right. Um, and 
you know, Callie and Allie have been amazing. They've been um, nothing but supportive of me going to Kings and helped me get there along the way. And I cannot thank both of them enough. Um, and that's exactly what I do every single time I come back for break. I, I want to do the same for the little girls. You know, they're like, oh, where do you play? I play college. It's amazing. I can do that. You know, like I, I want to let them know that there are outlets out there that they can pursue. So I have one final question before we switch over to the next segment. I know you're only a sophomore and there's still plenty of college left ahead, but what's your goal post-college? What's your dream to do after four years of college or however long you're going for a degree? What would you like to do with hockey after college? Oh my gosh. You know, just to put it simply, I just, I want to make myself proud, you know, make that, that little girl that, you know, started playing that looked up at my parents and were like, I, I want to play hockey. I want to go far. I want to make that girl proud. So um, I definitely want to keep playing, um, whether that be, um, you know, trying for the NWHL. I know I have a coach here um, at school that, you know, our head coach, Jordan Ott, she played in the NWHL. So using those outlets, trying to get a tryout, trying to, to play there, or even like go over to Europe, um, you know, to Slovenia for a couple of weeks at a time and playing, whether it be for their season or for their playoffs, um, even just like two to four weeks at a time, just like, you know, continuing hockey, whether that be at the semi-pro or pro level. And then um, I definitely want to get my feet wet in the sports marketing field. Um, so there's different internship opportunities after school um, at USA Hockey and the Chicago Blackhawks that are like one year and paid. Um, so I definitely just want to get my, my feet wet and um, get immersed in the sports marketing field as well. Well, it's great to see your involvement in hockey, obviously growing it here in Nashville and being a Nashville, technically growing up, born in Wisconsin, but growing up playing here in Nashville. It's great to see what you've done, of course, up at the D3 level and also playing here in Nashville and G Nash and the travel level. So when we get back, we're going to get to know Emma here on the Outside Smashville podcast. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder. Led back over to Shattenkirk, then on to Hedman. Moving on. Hit shot. He scores! Hedman wins it! And the Lightning move on to the conference final. Feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. Thunder. Feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. Back on Outside Smashville, episode 12. Sam Fleming here with you for Penalty Box Radio, joined by Emma Knoll. Player forward for Kings College, the Kings College Monarchs and NCAA Division Three. So we're getting to know Emma now here on this podcast. One of my favorite segments to do to ask these questions. So Emma, who is your favorite team to watch besides the Nashville Predators? Doesn't have to be an NHL team because I know you like to watch a bunch of different levels of hockey is what you told me. Oh my gosh. Um, let's think here. Actually, you know what? I think, I think it would have to be um, the team that I'm really familiar with. So um, I know a lot of girls that play over in Slovenia. So it would actually have to be the Slovenian team. So Triglov, um, HK Triglov. Uh, yeah, their team, their women's team, for sure. I watch a lot of their games online and um, keep up with them for sure. So yeah, their games have been pretty cool to watch this season. That's pretty cool. They get you get to watch something overseas, and I know the timing difference is quite different between those two countries. But I know you did mention you have a lot of friends that play over there, so that's really cool to see. So, who was your hockey idol growing up? Oh gosh, um, it would have to be one of the women um from the national team 
for sure. Um, I would have to say between like three of them. I think Brianna Decker for sure. Just seeing like her um her skill out there on the ice. Um, I went up to the IHF tournament in 2018 out in Michigan. Um, that was really cool. So I saw them them play there, and then um a couple tournaments in Florida as well, and then um just get like being able to go to a camp the breakaway hockey camp um back in Nashville when she was there just being able to meet her has just been an inspiration I think just their resilience with um you know making a change in the women's game and you know working towards equal pay I think it's just um it's just breathtaking so here here's a cool question that I like to ask I know that the NHL brought out the new reverse retro jerseys this year and do you have a favorite one that you've seen from all oh, the teams? Oh, 100%. 100%. It has who, to be Arizona. 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 Oh, you like the old-looking Kachina logo one. <laughs> it's sick. It literally reminds you of the 90s. I don't know. It just it has a good vibe. And the, and the cactus plants. I like that one, but I've always been – I like Tampa's, but I, I've got to go with the Nordiques-looking one or the or the okay. Both Both of yeah, those are like so it. good. So those are looking good. So – we meant, um, you've been to some games and you've gotten to see a bunch of different arenas, but what's one arena that you've never been to that you would like to see a game at? Oh, 100% Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yes. like being at Kings, we're, we're two hours like shy of it. You know, it's like I would kill just to go down there and see like the Preds play the Rangers, but I've always wanted to go to Madison Square, just right downtown in the city. I think it would be such a cool venue. That or Air Canada Center for me going to oh, Toronto. Right, yeah. Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So you play golf. We've talked about this, and this is a golf-related question. Do you have a bucket list golf course? I, I, I would say inside or outside the U.S. It, it can be one or the other that you would love to play. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. You know what? Actually, no, this is perfect. So – Right now, my boyfriend's actually in Puerto Vallarta, uh, Mexico, and he just played a PGA uh, Tour golf course, the Flamingo. So he sent me pictures, and I was like, you know what? I really want to go there. So, yeah, definitely that one for sure. Or um, just completing, like, all the Robert Trenton Jones trails in Alabama for sure. Those are fun courses to play. I've mm-hmm. always I've always said Pebble Beach or St. Andrews to go to right. the golf for me. That, that would be the one. Okay. So you're bringing one of your teammates down here to Nashville and they've never been to Nashville. What's the first restaurant and your favorite restaurant that you would take them to here in your hometown? Oh man. Okay. So I used to live in Franklin. So definitely would take them to Grays on Main. That is one of my absolute favorite restaurants. Okay. For for sure. Any, any other favorites that you got too? Just if you had, I know it's so hard to pick one. I think, I think venues, I would definitely take them on Broadway, either to Tootsie's or Crazy Town. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I know that they're both great places. Yeah. All right. So you're up North. I know you're in Pennsylvania and you get rights to seeing Tim Hortons quite a bit up there. So I have to ask a question. Tim Hortons or Duncan? Oh, Timmy's all the way. <laughs> Thank you. I literally, I'm staring at like this box of K cups. Like, I literally stuck up on Tim Hortons so much. I love it. And even their breakfast food, the coffee's hands down the best. Sure. But the breakfast oh, yeah. foods, top notch, top notch. It's unreal. 
And I mean, I'm, I'm jealous because you get to be right there next to it up there for college. So it's a good time. It's a good time. It is. So a, a question that I was going to maybe ask at the end of the first segment, but I thought might be a good one for this one. What's the best advice you have for an incoming, incoming college hockey player? Oh my gosh. Um, I think, you know, looking back on my freshman year, like being able to travel and play, definitely soak up every moment, every moment, because, you know, my freshman year, I ended up getting a concussion out of nowhere. It's so embarrassing. I ended up getting, <laughs> I hate saying this. I got a concussion during warmups because I fell. I just like, you know, doing a drill and I was like, oh my gosh. And like, you don't realize it, but some like the stupid, like little stuff that happens can take you out of the game. So I think definitely um just soak up every moment you can um whether that be like you know idol like rookie idol on the road or getting really crappy pizza after the game or um you know going up to Oswego and having your hair freeze and like parts of it break off like like like, oh sorry I don't know if I can cuss but it's stuff like that that like you don't you don't think's important and you think you know all this is like stupid or whatever but at the end of the day like all those things add up to memories like you have so many memories of just you know having fun with your team exploring rinks and exploring towns and it's just it's something that you know you will remember forever yeah and I agree and that's one of the things about hockey you just have so many great memories from the road trips that you had to knee hockey in the hotels when you were a little kid and just all Mm -hmm. the memories you make on the ice that's a great piece of advice I think for I think any level of hockey player, whether it's college right. or, or youth hockey. So the final question, and I know you said you had to think about this one for a little bit. You're the coach of an NHL three-on-three team or a three-a-side team in a tournament. You get one winger, you get one center, and one defenseman and a goalie. The catch is no one can be from the same team. So I asked mm-hmm. Coach Emma Knoll, who's her dream lineup to go in this tournament? All right, so definitely Ovechkin. And then, let's see, Dallas Stars goalie Kudobin. Anton Kudobin. Kudobin, yeah, that's great. Okay, Kudobin. And then, let's see. Um, hmm. Hedman. One more, one more. What else do I need? Like a so you got your winger, you got your center, you got your winger, your defenseman, and your goalie. You just need your center. My center. Okay. Oh, let's see here. All right. I'll do. I'll do. Um. Jonathan Toes from the Blackhawks. Jonathan Taves. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And speaking of head tapes, I hope he does recover soon. I know. Yeah, no kidding. Been out of the game for a while, but that's an interesting lineup because those are, those are actually three names that I've not heard picked. And I'm surprised Hedman has not been picked a former Norris trophy candidate, Anton Kudobin, who I think honor honestly has been one of the best goalies in the NHL as of late. And then Jonathan Taves, but you can't go wrong with the grade eight. Alex Ovechkin, one of the best players of our generation. 100%. So I think you've got a really good team there. I think you. I think that's a really good physical and very good offensively gifted team there. So that's right. Emma Knowles, three-a-side team. When we come back, we'll wrap it up really quick. We'll talk a little bit about 
hockey and how it's come through over a year after the pandemic began and a quick players championship pick from Emma as we return on Outside Smashville. Back here on episode 12, 12 episodes, hard to believe, of Outside Smashville. I've got Emma Knoll with me here on the podcast. Okay, Emma, I offer this opportunity to everybody who comes on. You may drop your social media links so the people can follow you. Tell them what they are. Oh, perfect. I'm honored. Um, so for Instagram, right? So it's just at Emma Grace, um, Noel, K-N-O-L-L, if you guys want to give me a shout. And then um, on Twitter, it's just at Noel, K-N-O-L-L, Emma. So yeah, that's me. So follow Emma there. So Emma, we, we talked a little bit about hockey and how it changed. Of course, your season was canceled due to the pandemic, but it's hard to believe about a year ago around this time we're recording, everything just seemed to stop. Hockey rinks were shut down for months. Some are still even shut down. We look at how, you know, the games are being played today. Locker rooms aren't allowed to be opened. You have to wear masks to come on the ice. But hockey has seemed to be thriving, even with uh, the pandemic going on. I know you're playing some men's league. You guys are still practicing at King's College. Just talk about from your viewpoint how hockey has gone over this past year with our world in such uncertainty with this pandemic? So I don't even know. Like, I know when I came home from school, we got the call like right after spring break and it was like, okay, you got to go home, pick up your stuff and be out by Saturday. And that was pretty much a shock. I know getting back, you know, the rinks weren't really open. I wanted to coach again, but we couldn't. So, you know, just kind of just try to keep up my stamina, took it into running, um, cycling. And I think, you know, that just kind of grew everyone's like, I don't know, I, I want to say like love for the game, but like, you know, when you love something and it like leaves and then you're like, okay, like now I just realize how much I truly do love it. And I think, you know, a lot of kids got better at home, a lot of more stick handling. I know I worked on that and um, a lot of people just kind of grew that love for the game and did what they could, you know, whether that be rollerblading outside or playing in line, um, just making what do, but I think now that hockey's back, it's kind of better than ever because we have that like, you know, newfound love for the game. And like, we just kind of hit the the ground running. So I think honestly, it's not like it was a great thing, but we made the best out of it and we came out stronger. Yeah. And I agree with that. I know you got to coach a lot still over the summer because Nashville got their rinks open pretty quickly back in about June or July. And it, it, that statement you said how much you miss something when it's gone is very true because I you know missed hockey for quite a few months and it's great to be back finally now but I, I've got to ask you this what what is the one thing that you have as a as a player and maybe even as a coach you've been able to learn through this year of you know what I can do better to develop other people or I can develop as a player hmm I don't know. I think, you know, especially over breaks and everything, I got more, more levels on my USA hockey um, certification and all that. And I think, I think truly, and, and through experience and everything, I think trying to find and succeeding at creating an interpersonal relationship with the like adults all the way to youth that you coach is so vital to coaching and having the player get better. 
So I think whether that's learning like what's their favorite food or like, you know, if they're five years old or, you know, even just like sharing stories with the adults, whatever it is, like I think just creating that interpersonal relationship and creating that trust with who you're coaching makes them a better player from that. That's a really good thing that I've learned too as a player. And even through my first year of coaching, I know we're both fairly new coaches to different levels. I think that that's a great thing to pass on to even upcoming coaches as well. So I've got a quick NHL question for you. I know we're kind of getting here uh, near the trade deadline for the NHL and the season is starting to heat up. So I've got to ask you, it's way too early almost to predict, but who is your early Stanley Cup favorite right now to hoist Lord Stanley? Oh, oh gosh. If I say Preds, I'm biased, so I can't say Preds. Um, hmm. I don't know. I think people in Nashville are going to hate me for this, but I think honestly, like the Blackhawks, I could see them going for the underdog, a team that. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to go for them. Someone's got to go for it. You know, I, I'm looking around and it's it's tough for me to pick because the NHL, we, you and I know from playing hockey, you can win as many games as you want, but in the, you have to do it game by game. And looking at the standings, I'm going to go with someone that Nashville loves as a, as a former staff member here, the team that he – Coaches, I'm going with the New York Islanders to win the Stanley Cup this year. Under underrated team, I feel like with some great talent on there. I think they definitely could be a tough threat to beat in the East and whoever comes out of the Western Conference. Because as we know, the Western Conference is very tough to compete in, especially with some teams like Tampa Bay coming in and sure. Carolina. But I like it. The Blackhawks and the Islanders, some interesting teams. And I think I could see the Blackhawks being like the 2017 Preds this year, a team that maybe doesn't have the biggest names. Uh, of course, they've got Patrick Kane, who can deny sure. one of the best American-born players ever. But they, they could be a good underrated team. I like that pick. That's a sneaky pick for sure. So speaking of picks, there's a big golf tournament going on, the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass in Ponte Vedra. And I was going to ask you for a quick pick of who you think might win the golf tournament this weekend. And when we were chatting off air, I think we both kind of agreed on who's yeah. going to win this one or we want to win this one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would have to say speed for sure, 100%. It's about time he broke that drought and finally crossed the line. But you have an interesting story. I don't know how much you're allowed to say, but your mom <laughs> actually got to teach one of the best PGA players right now on the tour is what you were telling me. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, we used to live in, in Goshen, Kentucky, and my mom taught fourth grade science class at Justin Thomas. So that was that was pretty cool. And JT, another guy I could see potentially winning it, although some good golf. So, Emma, I know you've been um, playing a lot of golf lately. How's the golf game coming around for you? It's, Since it's I- good. It's good. Honestly, my short game's getting a lot better, and I just got to kind of straighten out that drive, and I'll be golden. So, and, and you mentioned your season is coming up because we talked about it. You're playing at King's College as well. Uh, no hockey this season, but you're getting to be outdoors. The weather's getting a lot better. I know how excited are that for you to be in a in a different sport in a big competitive season with golf. Oh, 100%. I know like, you know, last fall, 
um, we had a few good weeks of practice out there on the course. Um, we're very fortunate. Our um, coach, Coach Spencer, he his family owns a golf course, so we get to go out there and, you know, play whenever. And I think it was really cool to get a couple rounds in. Um, but definitely the spring with it warming up and everything now, it's been like 60s, 70s this week. We've been so fortunate. Um, it's been it's been good to get out of the out of the you know the room that we use in the gym with the nets and just get to hit them. So yeah, I know um, I'm excited. We have a tournament. Our first tournament starts on the 28th, so I just I can't wait for that. So Emma Noll, dual sport athlete, again joining me here on the Outside Smashville podcast again. Emma, I want to thank you for taking the time. I know you're very busy. You're working really hard up there in Pennsylvania and when you come back to Nashville and also working to get some internships. So thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast this week and appreciate you, uh, appreciate you talking to me. Oh my gosh, of course, anytime we're good friends. So I'm, I'm glad to be here. And then again, Emma Noll here on outside smash. Well, thanks for tuning in. You can follow us on all of our social medias for penalty box radio. I'm Sam Fleming signing out for the outside Smashville podcast. <laughs>